Hey girlies, my name is Alexis Mason and I am the host of She Believes So She Is Healed podcast. This podcast is here to help women dig themselves out of sorrow, past hurts, trauma, and seasons of despair. The core of this podcast is Christ Jesus. I created this podcast out of my own need to heal from my past. I wanted to help women who have been in my shoes and who are struggling to figure out how to heal from past trauma. The inspiration for the name of the podcast came from the biblical story in the Gospels about the woman who had an issue of blood. The scripture was Matthew 9, verse 20 through 22. Through faith, a woman who suffered for 12 years simply believed who Jesus was and received her healing through her beautiful faith. Now, that is very inspiring. I want my faith to do my healing for me and you. Daughter, Jesus died on the cross for you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. You are a precious jewel beautiful, strong, priceless, and you need to be handled with care. Jesus is calling you to spend time with him so that there can be no residue of your past so you can fulfill all of the plans that he has for you. Listening to my podcast will help alleviate the pain of your past so you can have room for an abundance of joy in your future. Throughout the podcast, I will use scripture and my personal experience to help navigate your journey towards healing through Christ. I will be uploading new episodes every week, so buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Remember to just believe in Christ and your healing, and you shall be healed. On this week's episode, uh, we will be talking about um, knowing your identity in Christ. Okay. So, have you ever struggled to feel seen, validated in your feelings and struggles? Do you ever wonder if our great big God actually sees our hurts and our challenges? God has promised to never leave or forsake you. He has promised to lead you by still waters in your valleys. You can take your situation and your feelings to Christ in confidence that he hears you and that he sees you right where you are. Now, um, Hagar, um, this is in Genesis. Hagar is the slave of Abraham and Sarah. Hagar was gifted to Abraham from his wife to conceive a child, Abraham's firstborn child. For Sarah could not have children because she was old. After Hagar became pregnant, she started to feel a sense of dominance over Sarah and began to be disrespectful to Sarah by undermining her authority. Sarah became upset and Abraham told Hagar to do as Sarah says. But Hagar didn't like that. Hagar left because she felt as if she was not being seen. Now on to uh, Genesis, um, Genesis 16, verse 13, and this is the ERV version, and it says the Lord talked to Hagar. She began to use, she began to use a new name for God. She said to him, you are God who sees me. She said this because she thought, I see that even in this place, God sees me and cares for me. And so that was um, one of the first 
uh, instances where uh, someone has um, used that name to describe God, uh, God who sees me. And so I thought that that was very remarkable how even in Hagar's situation, she's a slave. She probably didn't actually want to have sex with an older man and have his child but since she was a slave she did it anyways and um I can only uh sympathize with her in her situation because she um she isn't a free person she's under bondage through Abraham and Sarah and so she might feel like maybe she's not loved like why is she a slave and she also um has to obey their orders and so she's she's kind of like in a situation where she doesn't really know who she is or she doesn't know how to find who she is because she's in this bondage um, with this couple. And so, yeah, I don't know. I tried to sum it up, but yeah, I can really understand what she's talking about because, you know, in, in some point of our lives, we've always have felt lost or felt like we don't matter or that we are not seen. And so... I can definitely relate to that with Hagar. Okay, so now moving on. Second um, Thessalonians uh, 2 verse 13 in the ERV version. It says, brothers and sisters, you are people the Lord loves. And we always thank God for you. That's what we do. Because God chose you to be some of the first people to be saved. You are saved by the Spirit, making you holy, and by your faith in the truth. So, um, so that really just says that um, let me read this again. Brothers and sisters, you are people, you are people the Lord loves. So it's saying that the Lord loves you and we always thank God for you. That's what we should do because God chose you to be some of the first people to be saved. You are saved by the spirit, making you holy and by your faith in truth. So this scripture is saying that God loves you that he chose you first and that uh, by you accepting him, you are saved by the Holy Spirit that makes you holy. That just um, by you accepting him um, in the spirit. I mean, no, no one is exactly equal to God, but on a spiritual level, because he's forgiving your sins and you've accepted and you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. On the spiritual level, I would say, yes, you guys are about equal in holiness, but obviously not because we live in a sinful world. But spiritually, um, by us being saved by the Spirit, it makes us holy and by our faith and truth. 
And so I thought that that was very beautiful. And that is also another example in in um, explaining how how um, how I'm sorry, explaining um, how you have an identity in Christ. Okay, <laughs> okay. So Jesus chose to willingly go to the cross for you. He paid the ultimate ransom for you, and that wasn't a choice by default or on a whim. In Ephesians 1 verse 4, it says that God chose us before the foundations of the world. You were in his heart and mind long ago. He chose you for redemption. He has chosen you for good works that glorify his name. So while in the world, you may sometimes feel overlooked. You know that in the kingdom, our forever home, you are valued. You are Christ's first choice. One of the biggest tools of the enemy to keep us separated from God and walking in our true identity is to accuse us about our past and to keep us locked in shame about our past choices and actions. Shame is a great isolator, keeping us disconnected from other believers and Jesus himself. The enemy tries to make our identity about what we've done instead of what Christ did for us. Christ set us free. Christ set us free from sin, free from shame, and free from the lies of the enemy. Okay, now moving on to another example in Galatians 5 verse 1. It's also in the ERV version. It says, we have freedom now because Christ made us free. So stand strong in that freedom. Don't go back into slavery again. So this is... um. I feel like this scripture is more about almost like a mindset, like you have to renew your minds um, and you have to um, throw away your old thoughts and your old way of thinking and renew your mind to a new way of thinking because your past is dead. And now when you uh, when you go into the body of Christ and we and when you accept Jesus, um, you're renewed and you've evolved almost like a beautiful butterfly coming from a, a cocoon. And so um, it says that you're free now because Christ made us free. So stand strong in that freedom. Don't go back to slavery. So don't go back to your old ways, your old mindsets um, and your sinful behavior. Because when you're in Christ, you're supposed to be like Christ. And so, um, yeah, I thought, I thought that that was very beautiful. Um, and so it's not about what we've done or haven't done. You can remove that burden from your shoulders. We are made whole in Christ because of his spilt blood on the cross and triumph resurrection from the grave. As we take our past and our present and lay it at the feet of Jesus, he is faithful to forgive us and wash us clean. We are a new creation and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ and walk after his will in his way. Um, and that is from Romans 8 verse 1. Um, Friend, do not let the enemy keep you trapped with a yoke of bondage. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Cling to that truth today. 
Uh, so another example would be in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It's also in the ERV version. And it says, I say this because I know the plans that I have for you. This message is from the Lord. I have good plans for you. I don't plan to hurt you. I plan to give you hope and a good future. So that says that God's plan for you is always going to be good. It'll never be something that could hurt you. Nothing that can defeat you or conquer you or nothing that could kill you. Because because um, if you think about it, God is also not just a God. He's a father and he also comes to comfort you just like a parent. Um, and so a parent wouldn't want anything harmful or anything bad to happen to their child. They only want good things, at least a very healthy parent relationship. Um, so yeah, um, and so, and so I think that is a good scripture to hold on to for when you feel like things aren't going as you planned in life um that's a really good scripture to cling on to um and so for me for the longest time I believe that my past disqualified me from being useful by God and that my past sins were too big to be covered by the blood I know that those were lies from the enemy trying to keep me from my from walking in my purpose Maybe you guys can relate to that or maybe for you, you don't believe that you have the skills or aptitude to be useful for the kingdom, but friend, nothing can be further from the truth. The Lord delights in taking broken things and restoring them for kingdom purposes. Look at some of the great heroes of the Bible. David was a shepherd uh, turned uh giant slayer turned adulterer and yet is described as a man after God's own heart in verse um in first Samuel 13 verse 14 um and also consider Paul Paul was a man actively persecuting and murdering followers of Jesus um transformed to be the leading apostle apostle to bring the gospel of Christ to the Gentiles and that is can be found in Acts 9 verse 15. It can be easy to feel small in and in cons sorry it, it, <laughs> I'm sorry it can be easy to feel small and insignificant especially when you are wading through the day-to-day -day mundane tasks. Yet God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us, no matter um, our past or present. And so um, that is the end of it. Um, I'm going to say a prayer to close us out. And so, Lord, um, we ask that every soul who listened to this, that you will be able to speak to them and hopefully this podcast has helped them um to know who they are in you um that they will never um what that they will never will have to 
struggle with knowing who they are through Christ. Um, Lord, we ask that you will strengthen them, that you will um, you will help them to defeat the enemy and and the um, tactics tactics of the enemy against them and um, any uh, spiritual warfare and any um, attacks uh, through their minds that will um, that the enemy will try to uh, tell lies to them um, and so Lord um, we plead Psalm 91 over them and over their minds and over their soul Lord God, and we ask that they will have um, great um, spiritual leaders and friends and family members that can help them on their journey, um, getting closer to you, Lord. Um, And so we love you and we thank you in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks again for watching today's episode of She Believes So She Has Healed on Knowing your identity in Christ. In order for more women to reach this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to my podcast, tell your friends and family about my podcast, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the SBSH podcast. The podcast can be found on Anchor and on Spotify. Thank you, girlies, for listening to She Believes So She Is Healed. Until next time.